Hey folks, Brittany here. Just a quick note. What? Thank you for your patience. Uh, Reed and I have been doing a lot of life stuff going on and we have not been able to record, but we should be back to our regularly scheduled programming soon enough. Uh, Reed and his wonderful wife, Nicole, have had their little baby, their wee one, and um, congratulations, you guys. He's going to be completely amazing. In the meantime, bear with us while we get things going again. For the next couple of weeks um, and episodes, it's going to be myself and some really fun new hosts that are not Reed. And just give Reed a little bit of downtime with that, that little one. And, uh, you know, get to get to know that new human that they brought into this world. But uh, enjoy this next episode. Uh, it is myself and another awesome co-host that I will let them uh, introduce themselves in the middle of the episode. Again, thank you for your patience. Enjoy the show. Uh, and remember, your belly button is definitely still your old mouth. Okay, enjoy. people you know me i'm Brittany, and this is the new co-host the new reed hello i'm the new reed i'm andy hello andy how are you i'm doing excellent how are you i'm doing well thanks we have a new fantastic co-host right now um reed is off getting prepared for his new uh reedling as we like to affectionately call it the new baby which is due anytime this week. So really, he is down to that wire. Very exciting. Well, really, his wife is. He just has to wait patiently. So yeah, it's true. She's got to do all the work. So way to be, um, way to just be lazy, Reed. <laughs> no, he's going to be amazing. And I know he's supporting his wife a lot right now. So I'm happy that um, you were able to come and co-host, though. That's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. I'm very excited. Totally. So, I mean, if you want to tell the fine folks what other podcasts you are a part of. Sure. I I am the, uh, the co-host of Ending Pending, which is another show on Lunar Light Studios. Uh, it's me, my fiancé, and our good friend Ronnie. And we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. And we try and, like, CSI what went wrong with them. Because no one sets out to make a show that gets canceled after only one season. And then I'm starting a new podcast that should be dropping soon called Force Friends Rewatch, where me and my co-host Ryan, not Ronnie, but Brian, uh, talk about Star Wars television shows. Awesome. That's really cool. Just the TV shows, though. So are you going to be talking about the new ones that are coming out with Disney Plus? I'm sure we will. We're starting with uh, Rebels Season 1. And Fantastic. then uh, I'm a very big fan of Pedro Pascal because uh, he's, yes. he's very, very attractive. Yeah, this is true. In an emotional way, in a, in a spiritual way, and in a physical way. He's very, very attractive. So yeah. I'm, sure we'll, I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we'll tackle the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm really pumped for it, actually. Uh, not this past week, but the week prior... Um, I was in California. Oh, very cool. For my birthday. And um, because it was my birthday, I forced friends to go with me to Disneyland to go to uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. And it, I can only speak in vowels. Like, it, 
it was beyond my expectations. My uh, my co-host Ryan lives out there, and he just like casually goes after work, and I, I'm like, I'm so mad that he's like, oh yeah, another selfie from Batu, and I'm like, fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, screw you, Ryan. Oh wait, is is am I allowed to swear? Oh, please do. Yeah, we I can earn swear, right? Okay. Tax. Oh okay. yeah, no. Just just double checking. I always forget. Actually, it'd be more fun I if I was like, on. no, and then I just started cussing. No, yeah, we 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 welcome the curse, the curses. Yeah, it. I so I'm originally from Southern California, so I I totally get that. Like I used to have passes, and it would just be like, oh, I don't know what to do for dinner. Let's just go to Disneyland. Like, I think um, going this time one made me appreciate Disneyland more, but like also kind of made me miss it. Like that ability to just go and hang out and get a ridiculously expensive sandwich and just people watch. So Galaxy's Edge is just, I mean, I, I can't say enough about it. I am a huge Star Wars fan. I unfortunately, the past couple celebrations have not been, even though like this last one was in Chicago, which is six hour drive for me. That was my first uh, celebration. Awesome. How was it? It was incredible. Uh, yeah. It was a very good time. My dad and I had always said we'd go together. And uh, we were planning on going to yeah. Orlando celebration. And then yep. I came out of the closet and kind of blew that up. Uh, so that didn't Oh, happen. man. <laughs> right? Whoops. Well, you know, so, good for you. <laughs> uh, Evan, like, knew how much I'd always wanted to go. Uh, Evan is my fiance. Yeah. Uh, dear what you call it listeners. And uh, he just made it happen. So we got to go to Chicago and cosplay a bunch. And my my good friend Ryan, who I'm starting this podcast with, he was there. So it was, it was cool getting to hang out with him in person, which is a, a rare thing yeah. now that he's in California and I'm in uh, Frederick, Maryland. So, yeah, it was uh, awesome. Yeah. No, that's really great. I had um, some friends here. Um, Will, who has been on the show before. Hi, Will. Um, hey, Will. Went... And it just, it always looks like such a good time. That Funko Pop line. Whew. Oh, brutal. Man. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. I, uh, at Disneyland, we rode the um, Smuggler's Run twice. The wait was only 45 minutes, so it really wasn't that bad. And the first time, myself and my fiance, Stacy, uh, we were um, pilots, and then our two friends were gunners, and then we switched uh, the next time around and um it's just a bunch of fun it's it's a whole lot of fun you are like before you go in to sit down on the ride like you were sitting in the belly of the falcon like it it is a lot of thought and a lot of um you could tell fans worked on it are you a honda onaka fan or not hmm um i used to be and i'm not anymore funny enough really <laughs> yeah i I don't know what changed. I don't know. I love Hondo. Yeah. I, well, I don't. I'm not like a, a hater. I just. I don't know. There was something wore off. There was something there and it's gone now. I love all pirates, though. So, like, a yeah, space pirate I get in it. Star I, Wars is, of course, going to hit yes. like, all the right buttons for me. Gotcha. I get that for sure. It was cool to see on the ride. I mean, like. It was neat because you could tell who, like, were the fans and knew the characters on the ride. And you could tell the people who weren't, but they still enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. It was, uh, it's set up, um, like, a, 
a marketplace and like once night hit and like the lanterns were lit the whole mood of the that part of the park changed and it was kind of more of like a like the club was you know blaring music and the way that people talk to you in the shops changed really cool i i don't know i totally just i drank blue milk you know it was it was a lot of fun so i uh we're trying to now figure out if orlando going to disney world um is in the cards at least not next year because we're getting married but probably the year after that's awesome yeah yeah we definitely want to make it out there and pretty um, cool we have plans to do like the sort of cosplay that won't get us busted and um we're gonna make characters and roll them up in the edge of the empire fantasy flight rpg and then when we get back to the hotel room just like awesome just keep role playing that's really fun um i guess um one of my friends who we went with um he works for target corporate and they just had their uh big event which is called fall nationals and the creator of galaxy's edge was there and kind of did like a basically like a ted talk about galaxy's edge and he just you know my friend he was excited to go and he likes star wars but i think um after hearing that and like the amount of detail he was like oh this shit's real this shit's <laughs> real good yeah i really wanted to build my own saber but did not have that extra 200 300 bucks in my pocket yeah damn what a price tag yeah yeah it th- i'm gonna be honest as a fan it seemed worth it <laughs> oh but yeah, uh, sure. you know it that's that's a that's a, it's a bit hard to swallow you could also build your own droid which is really cool and you can like program your droid to be for example like afraid of stormtroopers so when stormtroopers walk spot like walk by if your droid is on it will react and then ping other droids that are on to let them know that there are like stormtroopers in the area that's fucking rad yeah it's so cool your droid's just it's like really 5050 cool. get out yeah, yeah, exactly. I met Chewie wearing my Wookiee Jesus shirt, which was really exciting for me. I saw um, you post that picture. It was so cute. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> you know, they're they're there to uh, have a good time, but whoever whoever was in that Chewie suit, man, really, really played it up. It was pretty awesome. Chewie and his handler were also walking around later that night in Galaxy's Edge and just messing with people, so that was a lot of fun. Sounds like such a good time. Oh, it was a blast. We also, we then the next day, we did California Adventure. And then we did Universal Studios. And rode Harry Potter like three times. You know. Just tried to get all of the nerd in as possible. We went to, we went to Harry Potter back in like 2016. And that was really, really cool. We um, had only been dating for... I mean, like, a little while at the time, like, maybe six months or something when we went. It was awesome. Did you go to the one in Florida? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think maybe not next year. Hopefully the year after. That's that's the other thing is, like, okay, we know we need a couple days for Disney World, um, and then we want to tack on Universal just because we'll be there. And it's like, well, if you can, (laughs) you should probably just do it. You can can one day – Harry Potter world. Uh, I don't think you can one day yeah. all of Disney. And like the the rest of Universal no. is like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the one in Hollywood. I mean, there's some fun stuff, but it's really meh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about Harry uh, Potter world. And like 
Yeah. Yeah. So many of the rides there are, are screen heavy, which is a bummer. So like, I thought the best part was just walking around the park. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the plan is to just to do the one day for Harry Potter. Um, but definitely do like the magic kingdom, the animal, what animal kingdom people have like, it's interesting. I've heard people say you have to go to Epcot and I've heard a lot of people say you don't really need to go to Epcot. Yeah. I think, I think Epcot is kind of take it or leave it. It's, it's definitely iconic, but I think, I think there are better parks. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Duly noted. So you mentioned RPGs. Yeah. What, uh, what are what are your what are some of your favorites? What what you got going on right now? So I'm actually the senior storyteller at a LARP, which takes up a pretty a pretty chunk of time and uh, energy for me, and I'm also biased towards it. Then, so I, I deeply love Lost Colonies LARP, which I uh, I help run. Okay, awesome. Yep. And then, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of Fifth Edition. Um, I'm a big fan of the the Star Wars products released by Fantasy Flight. I also play Star Wars Legion, which is a ton of fun. And um, that's like a miniature painting, wargaming. I was just going to say, is that the one where you have, you also have like the little miniatures of the different kind of crafts, like aircrafts and stuff? Uh, yeah, so X, X-Wing is another miniatures game by Fantasy Flight. Okay. Um, Okay. But Legion is mostly just like ground forces, and you put the gotcha. okay. you glue yep. you, you glue the little plastic boys together, and then you paint them, and uh, then you make them fight. Um, gotcha. And then I love Savage Worlds, which is kind of a um, not as well known RPG system. It's kind of like very skeletal, and then you, as the game master, can uh, fill it in with more details and house rules. And because of that, it's a very flexible system. So I've used that for a pirate campaign. I used that for a post-apocalyptic kind of modern campaign. I used it for an Avatar The Last Airbender campaign. I wrote rules for a Harry Potter campaign that I never played. I used it for Star Wars before the Fantasy Flight 1 existed. So Savage Worlds is pretty awesome like that. That sounds really awesome. The Dragon Age tabletop game is amazing. If you haven't played that, it's really weird. It uses a lot of D6s. Uh, yeah, I play a lot of RPGs. I have more recently than not gotten into RPGs. I think part of it, I I used to be a theater major. and There you go. I just really, I really just didn't want to, <laughs> theater just wasn't like fulfilling me anymore. So I stopped. And then I, I was like, oh, what can I do? And I, then we were in the middle of moving to Minnesota from California. I just found a group, and I was like, you know, guys, like, the, can we just start with some D&D and, like, just see how this feels? <laughs> like, let's see how this feels. If we don't like it, we don't have to. And I think it's definitely, like, starting to fulfill that, like, creativity need within myself. For um, sure. I also do, um, I haven't recently, just because of work schedules and whatnot. And I've been traveling, but his, um, HEMA, so Historical European Martial Arts, um, sword fighting and whatnot, which has also kind of led me into looking into more uh, LARP groups. So yeah. I have not, uh, have not pulled the trigger on that one yet. It is something that is kind of always like, hmm. 
Uh, there's a really neat troop out here, which they call themselves the Viking Encampment. Oh, and neat. they um, have like this standing like uh, engagement with the with the Renaissance Fair here in Minnesota, which really is the longest Renaissance Fair I've ever seen because they go for, I, I think, at least two months. Uh, whereas like in California, it was like, you have two weekends. Have fun. The, uh, the Maryland Ren Fair is very hardcore, uh, which I love. It's a very good time. Yeah. We're going this weekend yep. for Evan's birthday. It's going to be a blast. Awesome. Are you two dressing up for Ren Fair? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a couple of LARPers yeah. and cosplayers and stuff, so I'm sure we'll Perfect. be gay elves or something. Perfect. So they're, they're, they're a troop that I've kind of started to talk to a bit more. Um, I guess my only hesitation is, like, commitment. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to say yes, and then, like, uh, I don't know. I Since I've been traveling so much with this my current position, I don't want to, like, be like, yeah, I am totally in, and then be like, nope, I can't do that weekend that week. Nope, can't ever see you guys ever again. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get there. We'll see. What I uh, what I really love about Lost Colonies is that uh, we only do four weekend events a year, and then we do like three or four one day events a year, and so yeah. it's 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 That's... way easier for the storyteller team to craft uh, a really good strong story that we think is going to engage the player base, and then also like if you have to miss one, you don't feel like you're missing like a ton of the action like month sure yeah. that run monthly are such a such a tough animal to like stay committed to and uh it, it really has to be like your only hobby if you're going to a monthly yeah park. yeah i can only imagine like <laughs> that's no time for anything else this group is uh it's pretty neat they have um a couple different storytellers and then they'll also do like uh, different Viking games, and then they'll do like a whole shield wall talk, and you know that how to cook like a Viking, and they'll make everything as traditionally as you possibly can. That's really cool. Yeah. How long have you been into LARPing? So, I had a really bad breakup in undergrad, and uh, on top of that, my grandfather died the same week. So I was in a like pretty rough place, and my best friend Nick came uh, to my dorm room and was like, "Hey, just so you know, we're going LARPing this weekend." And I was yeah. like, "No, no, we're not. Like, I'm zero percent interested in that. I'm gonna keep listening to like Evanescence and crying." And Nick was like, "No, we're going." So he he dragged me to. Uh, a LARP called Avalon, which I don't think is around anymore, but we had a, a pretty good time. Uh, there were a couple issues I had with the game, like, as a new player. But overall, good good experience. Good first experience. And I was like, well, I can say I did that and I'm never going to do it again. And then when I graduated college, a bunch of my friends back in Philadelphia were talking about how they wanted to try out a LARP because uh, we were all into D&D and stuff. It was my old D&D group. Yep. And I was like, oh, I, I did that once. It was awesome. And they were like, what? Like, you got to teach us how and, like, find one that we can go to. And so Nick was in New York City at the time. So I called him up, and we found a LARP in between Philadelphia and New York. 
and uh, me and my D&D group and Nick came in as a group of uh, six siblings and uh, were the, the Tanwin family and we just tore it up uh, so that was probably like the year after I had been out of college so since I was 21, 22 and then um, stopped going to that game because of uh, some not so fun like drama that was happening there and just didn't want any part of it and uh, got on board with Lost Colonies as they were starting out and really hit it off with the directors and kind of after helping them run two events they asked me to uh, more formally help lead the storyteller team after just being a storyteller so that's been going on we just had our one year anniversary well that's really cool though it's neat that you found a group and you know you still you stuck I, with it you know you I, I think I think the most important thing if you're looking for a LARP is uh, when you're looking at their rule book Make sure they have very strict community standards. Ah, yes. And then get a feel for how strongly they're enforced. Yeah. I can imagine that would be important. And I there's, can also imagine there are some groups out there that don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of predators that circle from one LARP to the next, and then they get kicked out and they find another one. And that's not fucking okay. And uh, there's a lot of, like, homophobes and racists that'll go to alert, prey on it, get kicked out, find another one. So you want to find a game that has really strict community standards that keeps uh, all their players safe. All right, guys, it is Pride Month. And by Pride Month, I mean Spooky Pride. That means Lunar Light needs you. Come help us keep our jack-o'-lanterns lit by donating to us on our Patreon. By donating during our drive, which is October 20th through November 2nd, you'll get access to all sorts of special tricks and treats like bonus secret podcasts and a spooky song put together by the members of Lunar Light themselves. All it takes is a $5 donation or higher. Now, if you're already an existing donor who's been with us for six months or more, you will receive a Halloween-themed desktop created by artists on the network featuring the podcasters you know and love, including Tilly the Podcat. So please consider donating. Uh, your support is what allows us to continue to make the content that we do. Uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash LunarLightHQ, or you can check out more um, on our website, LunarLightStudio.com. We hope that you do consider donating. Again, it helps us out a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, that time of year for Spooky Pride, that is. Thanks, guys. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the ropes and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. 
did you always want to write or I still feel like I'm not a storyteller I still like I have some some imposter syndrome with that uh it we were having our housewarming party and uh Larry the one director came to it and uh a bunch of us were drunk sitting on the floor in the kitchen like like queers do and uh Larry just started telling me about this game he was helping start and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, if you need help writing, like, your spiritual system, feel free to, like, hit me up. Like, I'd love to, to just help you write some lore. Um, yeah. Because, like, I had gone to seminary and that I used to be a pastor. So I was like, yeah, like, if you need help writing, like, your, your religion lore, feel free to hit me up. And he was like, oh, well, actually, I think you'd be a great storyteller. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know about that, but... Um, introduced me to Joe and Rebecca, the other directors, and um, I took a couple passes at the the lore they had for the games like Spirituality, and um, I really liked what they already had, and they liked what I was adding to it, and uh, we seemed to hit it off, so uh, they asked me to join the Storyteller team, and then yeah, I think it was after the second event, Joe and I were talking and he was like look you're doing a killer job why don't you be the the senior storyteller and i was like cool yeah that's that's really affirming that uh people are enjoying the the stuff i'm writing and and running at this game but it's it still hasn't quite like sunk in that it's uh it's not like uh, very responsible for a chunk of this game uh it's it's very it's very wild when i think of yeah well that's that's really awesome what uh? What about you? Have you been playing any uh, games recently? I know you said you weren't really doing the the RPGing, but yeah, I'm trying to think what we played last. No, I mean we've had a couple like birthday parties and stuff, and I have like all of the Jackbox party stuff. So we'll usually bring like a laptop and plug it in and all that fun stuff. No, honestly, like we've been I've been traveling so much for work and like trying to plan the wedding we're getting married in February so it's like every other little free time is like what about this for the wedding yeah weddings um, weddings are brutal as, as, yeah. as someone who has officiated so, a handful they are a lot of work yeah Saturday I'm making wooden lanterns for the wedding so I'm gonna finish just knock those out I have like 11 more to make it doesn't take that long except for the staining <laughs> so that is some yeah. fun crafting right there though it really is. It's actually kind of nice. Um, you know, before, and it's getting cold here in Minnesota. So just go be out in the garage, try to stay warm, knock out the lanterns, maybe go see a movie. I don't know. I'd like to say that I have been playing more. I mean, like, I, I play video games sometimes when I have time, but I, I like Destiny 2 when I can, or, you know, <laughs> whatever's nice. available. Reed has borrowed some games recently, so I don't even know what I have anymore. They just added Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast 2 to the PlayStation Store, and I'm very excited about it. I saw that, and I'm like, don't do it now, because <laughs> you have wedding stuff to do. Oh, I... You know, speaking of all of this, it is October. Um, do you do anything for Halloween? Doing anything for Halloween. So, we usually go real chill on Halloween. Because we go so hard for costuming with LARP and with cosplay that um, 
we usually don't go too hard on Halloween, but we just had our Halloween event for Lost Colonies, and it was very spoopy. Nice. So that was a lot of fun. What um, was it? Just like a big party for you guys, or like no? Did you do anything special? We we terrorized our player base. So our our game is set in um, a fantasy world, and um, we wanted to have a game about exploration and discovery, but there's no way to do that in the real world because white people ruined it. So we we were like, what if we did Tolkien meets uh, Lewis and Clark? So we have orcs in tricorn hats and elves with muskets. And um, we just took a fantasy world and progressed it 200 years or whatever. I have no idea how history works. 200 yeah. years might not be enough. But it's it's roughly the equivalent of like the 1600s. <laughs> but uh, in like sure. uh, a place like Middle Earth or Narnia. And um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have very strict rules about uh, the sort of role play that uh, can be engaged with, you know, obviously, uh, no slavery, no homophobia, no sexism. Uh, a lot of LARPs will kind of be like, oh, well, it's uh, historically accurate. And it's like, yeah, but that guy just threw a fireball. So maybe history is not very important to this yeah. game, and you guys are just dicks. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we, we got away from all that shit that can happen at some uh, other other types of games. Um, so this was the yeah. Harvest Festival in Flint, which is our little town that the LARP takes place in. And uh, we invited the player base to make and build scarecrows as decorations. Uh, little did they know that our team was making these horrifying scarecrow costumes for our NPCs to wear. And uh, we displayed all the scarecrows the players made and then had our evil ones kind of hiding amongst them. And they'd jump out and uh, we had a smoke machine going and the, the evil scarecrows were, you know, attacking the town as the smoke was rolling in. And it was confusing to know which scarecrow was a evil monster and which one was just a decoration. It was a fucking blast. And uh, we did some blood magic. That was fun definitely felt like the sort of thing your parents warned you about in the like in the 90s you know stay away from D&D you're gonna do blood magic we had some great props uh that uh we used for a ritual that was real spooky and uh it was all in all a very good spooky time so for Halloween Halloween we'll probably just watch like a scary movie or play Betrayal at House on the Hill or something like that nice Stacy is a big Halloween fan so we always the week of halloween watch a scary movie a night nice we are having like a little halloween party with some friends here at the house i'm really trying to get together a um edgar Allan poe dameron costume oh that's awesome but uh, we'll see i have a little bit more time than i did last year and last year i just quickly bought a mustache and a cowboy hat and i was like look i'm doc holiday <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully i have a little bit more time this year to get that together and yeah I wanted to, instead of the crow, get, like, a little BB-8, but paint, like, the white black instead. I love it. Uh, yeah. We live right on the Appalachian Trail, um, and so we don't get any trick-or-treaters because we're just on, like, this mountain in the middle of nowhere. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, which is yeah. which is a bummer. Uh, I think it'd be really fun to, like, dress up in a cute costume and give candy out to kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, Stacy is so into giving out candy. The first year that we lived here, it rained. And so, like, we didn't get kids until, like, 9 o'clock. And then by that point, it was like, oh, well, we're kind of tired and old. And then last year, it was, like, getting dark and there wasn't anybody. It was getting dark and there wasn't anybody. And then all of a sudden, there was, like, an influx of kids. And, um... She just made herself That's happy. That's fantastic. So we'll we'll do the same this year. You know, we put up lights and little things like that. I don't know if she's decided what she's going to be. I actually should ask her about that. The, um, Not that we have to be anything together. I'm just curious. The <laughs> big costumes we're currently working on is uh, for KatsuCon, which is going to be in February. It's a big cosplay convention that we go to every year in um, in Maryland by DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Evan wants to be Molly Mock from Critical Role, and I'm working on Ford uh, from Critical Role. Nice. Yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. You know, I just thought of it, and funny, I completely forgot that Reed and I and our friend Will and our other friend Eric, who actually DMs our D&D group, were um, recording and playing Monster of the Week. Oh, that's awesome. And I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder if I could just be my character. <laughs> no one would know who it is, but that's kind of That's okay. gotten really popular is people cosplaying as their, like, various OCs from tabletop games. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, I love that trend that yeah. people are like, no, I'm going as my half-elf warlock to this convention or to yeah. the Ren Fair. Like, that's fucking <laughs> rad. Yeah. I um because it was my first time and this is off off of that a little bit but it, because it was my first time playing D&D I went with a half elf ranger I think mostly cuz I was like dude I get a wolf my f- actually I get any animal of course I picked My wolf. first but, character um, ever back when I was 17 was a half elf ranger with a wolf back no, in <laughs> Pathfinder I'm I'm so happy that we have this connection Yes my wolf's name is Mara because in elfish that means good so she's the best thing ever i just love her and uh so maybe i we don't have a dog currently but maybe next year do it absolutely that's awesome i will be my elf his name is norvin norvin moonshadow yeah flinda thane that's a good one that is a good one my uh character on uh, monster of the week is named charlie and charlie is just kind of uh for those of you that don't know the it's it's the flake um, playbook which is kind of like the Mulder from X-Files like conspiracy theory believes in everything very very much knowledgeable in all things dark web and uh, I was like man it would be really easy if I could just play Charlie like that would be pretty rad so we'll see that could also happen but I'm, I'm really hoping for the uh, Edgar Allan Poe Dameron because I think it'd be funny I really love Monster of the Week. I think it's a, a very clever, cleverly written system. And uh, I'm trying to get a game started here. And I hope it works out. Yeah. I think it's really fun. And I think that for people who might be intimidated by the math that goes along with D&D, because you have so many dice rolls and you have to remember which dice you're rolling for what and this and that. And like you're leveling up a certain way. Um, it's not that intimidating. It's very... I wouldn't say easy. You still have things that you need to mark down and remember, but I think that it is as such that you don't have to really, if you're new to like creating a character and opening that part of your brain, I think it's a, it's a really good, 
really great yeah, game. Yeah, it seems to be more about the story you bring to it rather than, like, mechanically picking the best shit. Yeah, correct. Which, I mean, I, yep. I think D&D should be more about, when you're playing it, the, the, the story you're bringing to it, and you shouldn't just pick something because it's mechanically the best, but... That's... Yeah, for sure. Well... If you need anyone for the your Monster of the Week game, let me know because I freaking awesome. love it. Awesome, we'll do. Well, at this point in the show, I normally uh, share a movie trailer with Reed and then Reed reacts. So would you like me to share a movie trailer with you and then you can react? Hell yeah. Okay, Um. let's see. I will list a few. You tell me if you have seen the trailer or not. The new BBC's War of the Worlds. Have not seen. Okay, we'll go with that. Because I literally just saw it. Alright, I'll just uh, DM you. There you go. Alright. Oh, I like that it's old-timey. Yeah. I swear there's like 30 actors in England. Yeah, they just rotate. The tripods look pretty good. Oh, it's like World War One. That looks like it could be real spooky. Yeah. When's that come out? Yeah. I don't think um, I noticed. Is it on the trailer? Um, uh, it just says 2019. Yeah, that's how vague of them. <laughs> uh, oh, it looks like it's going to be a three-parter? Three episodes? If IMDB is to be believed. This wasn't on my radar, but I think now it is. I um I really like the the time setting um like Edwardian England um you know I think that uh, it looks a little bit like a little bit scarier like it it looks uh, it definitely caught my interest it wasn't just like oh look what they're making again more stuff should be set in, in that time period I completely one hundred percent agree so per google searching very quickly it looks like episode one comes out on october 6th and then episode two will come out on october 13th heck yeah on the bbc right yeah i think it looks fun i think it looks interesting um i think that it's it's really cool that they set it in this time period where i mean we have computers now we we've had the terminator you know, we, we Skynet is coming. We get it, but like, set in this time period, no one would have known what the heck was going on. As much as Cowboys and Aliens sucked as a movie, I, I loved the concept of the an alien invasion in the Old West. Yes, I, I wanted to like it so much. <laughs> and uh, I don't know exactly what year this is set, but that looks like some World War One tech. And as horrific as World War One was. There is something, uh, I don't want to use the word charming, but like the zany ways in which people were trying to murder each other in World War One, yeah. is, yep. uh, I, I think, ripe with uh, all sorts of fun storytelling potentials when used against aliens and not the actual yeah. human lives we used it on. Yep, no, I, I agree. They were like, this is a machine gun. What can we weld it to? We can weld it to yeah. a bike. We can weld it to an elephant. We can weld it to a tractor. Like, World War One tanks are just... Do yourself a, a favor and Google image search World War One tanks. You're going to see wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some of the actors in this do look familiar. I was also trying to see if it said, like, time period. 
Um, and all everything says is Edwardian England. Uh, there is an actress. Her name is Eleanor uh, Tomlinson. She was also in uh, Poldark. If anyone's ever watched Poldark, I binged watched the heck out of it. It's, it's uh, <laughs> if you like period piece, um, uh, you know, TV shows on masterpiece on PBS. Paul Dark should be on your list of things. I don't think I've checked it out, but uh, I'll try and do that. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not amazing. Don't, I'm not saying, like, you're going to fall in love with it. Um, But there was something about it that made me just be like, I need to keep watching this forever. (laughs) I'm just going to keep watching this for all of the time. Oh, thanks. Um, My cat just came and sat on my lap, and now she's licking my face for some reason. Aww. Yeah. She's obsessed with the like recording area in my basement and only when I record or if Reed comes over she's like Uncle Reed put me in your lap now you're recording the second I turn this crap off she's like okay bye I don't care about you anymore that's so funny well thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for having me oh gosh anytime uh, Reed's gonna be out for quite some time so if you want to come back on you let me know I would definitely love to come back if you'll have me back while Reed is uh, MIA. Anything else you'd like to tell the fine listeners of what you call it? So Ending Pending is a podcast where we review television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We just reviewed Wolverine and the X-Men, which was an animated show. I have very strong opinions about Cyclops. Evan Mm -hmm. is very, very thirsty for Nightcrawler. And Ronnie got, like, really weirdly into Toad. Wow. So definitely listen to that if you want to hear about my two monster fucking co-hosts and (laughs) me just screaming about why Cyclops is the best X-Man. I was just going to say I'm I'm a little partial to Gambit, but go ahead. That's fine. Oh, I mean, Gambit is up there for me as well. And Phil Lamar voices Gambit in this and does an incredible job. Uh, we cover some really shitty shows like Marvel's Inhumans <laughs> and uh, fucking Selfie was really bad. We cover some great shows like Kings, which was on NBC and is a modern retelling of David and Saul and Goliath, but set in the present day, which is incredibly good. I had no uh, idea about that. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, I think I cried while we were recording that because a lot of gay feelings. Um, Very, very, very good. Uh, It's got Sebastian Stan in it and Ian McShane. It's incredible. So, yeah, we we tackle these shows that didn't get the time they deserve, and uh, we just dig into them. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You can find Indian Pending and a lot of amazing other podcasts on the Lunar Light Studio Network please check it out. Um, check out Indian Pending. Um, subscribe to them. Subscribe to us if you haven't yeah. already. Why haven't you? But, you know, I, I get it. That's fine. And give um, what you call it a review, you fucking bastards. You cowards. Come give on. Give them a review. You just you keep listening and there's no reviews. Come on. I can scream at your audience face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll face no consequences. I can say anything. It's true. Andy was no, never invited back. No, I'm just it, it takes 10 seconds and it means the world. Leave a review. Leave, leave that review. Um, 
Yeah. And um, if there is a trailer that you want myself or maybe Andy again or read whenever the heck he's back, if you want us to check it out, let us know. Uh, but in that case, we will sign off. Um, Andy, I don't know if you know our our uh, our tag. It's been a hot minute since I've listened, and I'm very sorry about that. No, so I don't know if I remember. Do not be sorry. Um, I'm just going to say, and remember, and you are going to say, your belly button is your old mouth. Okay. Yeah, that yeah? sounds about right. Science. Okay. Um, uh, and remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. It's disgusting. Bye. It's, yeah, it's in the Bible. Bye.